What's going on, everybody? It's Thursday at 8, and thanks for tuning in to League Talk on Weagle 91.1. Over the next hour, we'll be discussing and debating a wide variety of sports, prospects, and matchups right here in Auburn, as well as across the nation. My name is Adam, and with the help of my boys Gordy, Bo, and Tucker, we'll bring you the best takes in sports. Let's dive right into it. Might as well just dive right into it, then. What? You think we should just dive in? I'm about to dive in. We're about to we're about to break down a bunch of stuff for y'all. You're listening to League Talk on 91.1 WGL. Uh, we had a wild week in Auburn basketball. A couple ups and downs. So, yeah, should we start with the, the good or the bad? The good news or the bad? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of both. Let's just go in order. Let's we can go chronologically. All right. Yeah. So good news first. Yeah. Great news. I Great mean, news. Tennessee is a they're a tough team, and we we were fighting that game with no Sharif. No Sharif, still no Powell. Ended up not needing him. No Powell, no Sharif, and our, our guys, they played a heck of a game. We got, me and uh, Gordy got a little TV time. Oh, that yeah, game we did. Too. Yeah, if you saw us on ESPN, we were just chilling with Aubie. Yeah. <laughs> Gordy claims Aubie was talking to him, but someone needs to tell him that mascots don't talk. Dude, I promise he said something. He was talking about They the, literally can't talk. They're mascots. I swear. Dude, he, is, he was talking to me, though. Like, he whispered something to me through the uh, – that's why I was so confused. If you saw me, I was, like, whispering to him because he had just whispered something to me. It was about uh, Emma that was in the back. The crowd was, like, pointing uh, at her, but – Tucker's okay. kind of shaking his head. I, I dude, know. I swear. <laughs> I don't think so. You're on the other side. You're I, on the other side. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. That's my boy. <coughs> All right, then. Well, okay, so we did get the win. By, by far the best that Auburn has looked without uh, Sharif or Powell the whole season, like – just like the whole team contributed. It was crazy. The whole starting five played well that game. Yeah, without a doubt. And it was fun to watch, too, uh, Jamal and Al both running the, the point pretty much the whole time. I mean, no Sharif. Um, they Usually it's, I feel like it's just Al that's running the point, but it seems the past two games Jamal has gotten way more opportunities playing the one. And I like it. Yeah, I mean, it switches things up. You run, different, you, you run Flanagan off the ball. You get to run these different guys off the ball as opposed to, uh, you know, having – yeah, well, you see, Jamal didn't bring the ball up for a, you know when Sharif was out initially. It was really Flanagan. Yeah, and I I like what Bruce has done uh, letting Jamal bring the ball up because it just brings different things to the to the half court. Yeah, it makes us less predictable. Oh well, yeah, that's what I was gonna. It makes like our team is so one dimensional. You know, when Sharif and Powell like with them being out. Uh, it's just so one-dimensional if only Flanagan is the one that we trust with the ball. You need to be able to have multiple guys attacking and, and dribbling the ball and moving the ball. Like, you need more than one playmaker on the floor at one 100%. Time. And we know Jamal's more than capable of it. I mean, he played the one in high school pretty much the whole time. And I like him up there because he's more conservative probably than a lot of other point guards, so he's not going to turn the ball over. He's got a high basketball IQ. He makes the right passes. I mean, it was all working against Tennessee. We were making our free throws. Everyone was shooting pretty high percentage. I mean, it was working. And they had some studs on Tennessee. Don't get me wrong. They they got a couple guys like Jane Springer and Johnson. Keldon, wait, not Keldon Johnson. Keon. Keon yeah, Keon. Keon Johnson, yeah. He, that, I mean, they're both probably NBA players. And we limited our, uh, our turnovers, so that was a nice plus, too. The same cannot be said, though, for the game on Tuesday. Yeah. 
It can't, dude. The it can't. Cooper's Iron Bowl. I mean, it was their senior night. It's at their place. Like they just won the SEC. Like it's yeah, I mean, they're definitely a team that if they get hot and hit a bunch of threes, like they pretty much did against us, in the way they've kind of been doing most of the season, I mean, they could seriously be tough in the tournament. So yeah. I mean, that's a good team that we're losing to. That's not just Bama. Like finally, yeah. Bama is super nice at yeah, basketball. Yeah, I was gonna, I was about to say like. As an Auburn fan, I'm not going to pull an Alabama fan where I'll just – I'll give credit where credit's due. They played right. – they're a great team. They played a great game. And, uh, it, I mean, it showed, definitely. Yeah. And they, they're they deep, too. I mean, it's it's crazy how you got uh, Jelly Fam, <laughs> Javon Quinterly, coming off the bench. And they're saying he's now sixth man of the year probably in the SEC. Well, and the announcers had to throw in that he does have four million followers on Instagram, by the way. He started Jelly Fam. Do you guys yeah. remember when that was going on in high school? Yeah, like Isaiah Washington and him both kind of just started like filleting their layups with the underhand jelly. Yeah. They went viral. Every, no one was dunking anything. Everyone was trying to. I mean, he doesn't miss layups. No. And he's so quick and shifty. We were talking Jamal and Al yesterday, and they were just saying, like, it's crazy when you see him in person. Like, he's just so hard to guard. And I, I believe it. I can't imagine. He would do, we would get messed up by him. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> We'd get crossed up and put in the blender against him. Bama shoots so many threes. It's actually, like, it's pretty crazy. That's, like, their whole – but, I mean, that's kind of what NATO it's did on that Buffalo team. Well, uh, that Buffalo team was just a bunch of white guys that could shoot, and now it's like he's got studs that can do it all. Yeah, and they they can shoot, too. I mean, that is – that's for sure. I was super impressed with Shackelford. I mean, he's been good the whole season, but he was 5 for 9 from deep, uh, 50% from the floor, 8 of 16 field goal. I mean, he had 23 points. The rest of their team, it's not like anyone did anything crazy. Like, Herb Jones is obviously so good at defense. Mm-hmm. and he They had all, they all, all finish game. real strong around the rim, too. That's, yeah, that's the one thing that blew my mind was yeah. just how they get to the rim and they, like, it, even strong. if it was contested, I mean, it, it felt like it was going in every time. Well, I you know, this year it's kind of been a problem for Auburn is interior defense. Like we uh, – Caldwell is more than capable if he's in the right spot, but it's not like we have like an Austin that can just kind of camp down there and be a force. But the Bama team, I mean, they could – the problem was they were shooting threes and then we'd close out on the threes and then you got Jelly Fam and Primo and all these guys that are just about to beat us to the cup. I mean, it was difficult for them. Yeah, that's uh. They honestly didn't shoot like they only shot point one percent better than us from the field and uh three percent better from deep. No, they yeah, shot worse from the free throw line. It's just it, inexcusable to have twenty three turnovers to seven. That's why we lost. School we record. had nineteen in the first half. I'm telling you, that is why we lost. Yeah, because I mean, their guys were not that. going off. Like yeah. they usually score way more than seventy points. They're usually in the nineties. And and there was a. One point in the second half where it was like a five-point game and it was looking like maybe Auburn could claw their way back into it, but Bama went on like a 10-0 run. Just, yeah, just, so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, they're fast. They play such a fast pace. Like, they're going 100 miles an hour the whole time. I feel like we used to play fast. Like, with Jared Harper and them a la- the couple years ago, we were a super, super fast-paced team that made us difficult to guard. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we are more focused on half-court sets, probably. Would you guys agree yeah. with that? Like, And especially without Sharif, we just lose the ability to, like, attack and, and Set dish. the pace. Yeah, like, it, he's he does set the pace. He sets the tone. He, he leads the team. Like, you can tell a huge difference. I don't really expect him to play against Mississippi State. That's what I was, I was going to ask. Like, yeah. oh, well – no Powell. Let's just say no Powell. Guaranteed at this point. He's just, he's yeah, why would he, like, 
But uh, we heard he's lifting and stuff, so like he's getting back. I think he's getting better, but I don't think he's trying to risk it. He's I mean, not in shape. Just he's, come back next season and I agree. go off. Would it? Would the, it'd be interesting to see if Sharif plays and if he's trying. Would, I mean, the goal is to go to the league. Right. Would the would playing would not playing hurt hurt his stock? Like I I don't know. I mean, you would think playing would help it. Yeah, because he. Uh, and it's not like he's had that many games where he's played this year because he missed, like, the first half of the season. He's probably played, what, like 10 games? I'll look it up. I think it yeah. was, like, 12 maybe. Yeah, something like I that. I mean, his numbers are great for those He games, it, but If he's really trying to be a high pick, he needs to have – there's <clears throat> got to be tape. Like, there's got to be more tape of him out there going off. And like, Well, and that's what I think is, like, even if he is going to be a first-round pick, even a possible lottery pick this year, if he comes back one more year and, like, continues not even to do it at the level he has this year but just like to keep it up basically like especially he doesn't have to get better because he's already so good it's just right like more they like you said more tape more experience like that's yeah that's he only has he 12 needs. games 12 yeah well i mean especially if we're really good next year that yeah. can only help him us. and jabari smith with powell and like everyone else is going to be returning yeah, everyone's going to be a year older more experienced i mean i think we could be seriously good next year and that can only help Sharif, I mean, he's going to get better guys to get assists too. He's going to get more production out of everybody, himself mm-hmm. included. So, and that's there's no reason to hit the panic button for Auburn basketball this year. It's just, I mean, inexperienced team or like the youngest team in the league. It's it's just bound to happen. In a not in a postseason ban year, it's yeah, like yeah. I think next year Auburn will uh, come back and reassert themselves as a basketball school. So, oh, agreed, agreed. Well, I mean, right now. Uh, Bama is the first team to in a while, right, to win the SEC championship in football and basketball. Yeah, since Florida, and I believe they're the only two teams to do that. Man, I don't think Michigan's same, ever done the same that. Year. Yeah. Ohio yeah. State's never done that. Okay. Okay. Well, going into the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going in, you know, we're about to start the SEC tournament. They're, they they got obviously they're the favorites. Yeah, Bama has a regular to be. year season. It has who to be. who is the who's that next guy or who's the who's the team that's that's gonna you know take him down? You think? I think that it's been a weird year for everybody because there you got teams like Kentucky that we thought were gonna be really good and then we're not. But it's gonna take somebody just heating up. Like it's gonna be maybe if Arkansas, uh, if what's his name Jones Mason Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Moses, and Moody. Moses Moody. Moses Moody. Yeah, if they're if they're getting buckets, they could definitely. It's just gonna be putting up points. Because I think Arkansas is like one of the clear choices for maybe dethroning Bama. In the but SEC. as a two seed, they probably wouldn't see them till the finals. That's true. That right. would be like later on. Maybe an LSU. <coughs> LSU can get high. I don't. I would say don't sleep on LSU. I completely agree. Yeah. I actually think like Kentucky, they still. I mean, they still have good players. Like if they were to get hot, I I could I could see it. I just don't know if they, you know, they haven't been playing well consistently. Whoever it is is going to have to score a lot of points because I mean they had seventy against us, but Bama has been putting up way more than that, mm-hmm. cons- like consistently, because of their high octane, high, uh, high quick paced offense. Yeah, I definitely think Kentucky could. I like another, Arkansas. Another maybe like earlier round one could be like uh, Florida or Missouri. Like those yeah. are two solid teams. Missouri's one of those teams where it's like it's a game-to-game basis. Either they show yeah. up or they don't. Yeah, yeah. And, and Florida is kind of the same way. I think they have a similar record now. But, uh, yeah, I think Arkansas would have the most obvious shot at taking them down. But Yeah, they, I mean, they did just beat them. Yeah, so. there, there's, but there's other possible ones. But it's just, you know, Bama is really good, and it's – 
It's going to be hard to knock them off. Arkansas is on a seven-game win streak going into the tournament. That's good time to get hot. March That's is, actually March is here. crazy. Dude, they're 20-5 and five overall, yeah, and they, Bama is 20-6. and six. It's just the SEC record, but yeah. yeah. The SEC record uh, in the conference, Bama's 15-2, and two, Arkansas is 12-4, but that's close. That's yeah, and LSU is ten and six in the conference, fifteen and eight all around. They're not far off. They've just played less games than both of those teams. Uh, I definitely think Cam Thomas could heat up in the tournament. I think Trendon. I think LSU could definitely be a threat. But it's really just going to be who scores. I mean, I, Tennessee. The way they if they play the way they did against us in the tournament, they don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that. But. Yeah. There's a bunch of teams that are not in the SEC that have a way better chance of winning the whole tournament. SEC this year is kind of one of the weaker conferences, probably. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just one of those years. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I mean. Because of COVID, because of the cancellations, because of everything, it's kind of a weird year. So and the SEC a lot like I know we talk about Auburn being young a lot, but uh, a bunch of their like the other teams in the SEC are also pretty young, except maybe like I think Missouri's had has some experience and. Arkansas a little bit, but Moody's a freshman. So I was about to say, yeah, they're <laughs> best players, freshman. Yeah, but he doesn't look like it. He's killing. Yeah, he plays like a grown man. He's killing. Sure. But in terms of like winning the whole tournament, there's there's a couple teams that have just kind of started to separate themselves from the pack. I guess Baylor just lost, but I would still include them in that. Yeah. That's, um, you know. Just because of their talent, Davian Mitchell, their size. But Gonzaga is the clear number one. I don't think it's arguable. The people even said Michigan for a second. As a Michigan fan – Gonzaga's better than us. Strength of schedule is just the only th- argument. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And if that's that's the pr- that's the argument, but just look at the talent they have, dude. Yeah. Timmy, no, they're, they're skilled. The floor. Timmy's so impressive. Kispert's so impressive. Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. All over the floor. Those they're are so talented. multiple guys that probably get drafted. Like, at least three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even their role players are young, and they're studs. They just already look like veterans, which is good in the tournament. So, yeah, Gonzaga's definitely going to be the clear favorite. Is there going to be anyone, like, who's got the best shot to knock them off And as far as that goes? Because they they got to be the favorite. Well, I don't think Michigan's as good as they are, but we can definitely do some damage. I think we could definitely upset them. It's not even much of an upset, but I think we could definitely be one of the teams that beat them. I mean, we're only – we're two. Yeah. And so are we thinking this is a year where it's going to be a one seed maybe who wins, or is it going to be like a, a sleeper team, like a lower like I mean, four I or think five so. seed? There's a pretty big margin between the really good teams and like the lower teams in March, but, dude, it's March. You have Who knows? That's true. Anyone. It could be a bum team. It could be like a Wichita State or like a – was it Kentucky State, North Kentucky? There's always a random team there's, that yeah, completely goes off. One year. Yeah. Don't forget about uh, what was what was that team that beat Virginia? Um, they were like the UMBC the retrie- oh retrievers. My. UMBC is that right? Is that yeah. the one where they had the yeah. old lady? They had no, the that priest? was Loyola yeah. Chicago. Yeah. But they were they they yeah they they're had a good a, team. They're ranked team. right now. Really? Yeah, they're like I mean twentieth. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. They're twentieth. Do they still have the what is she? A, None? No, what is she? I think she I believes was. so. She's a nun? Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. But yeah, uh, there's, you know, there could be a team that gets hot. It, it is March, and we missed out last year, so I know everyone's anxious, players and fans alike, uh, to see some college hoops in March. But I I swear. I have this just weird feeling about Houston. I mean, they're top 10. They're, they're number nine. They're a good team. Yeah. But they're 20 and 3. 
Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, they're, they're probably a two seed. Yeah, I, I mean, I that, that's a so. team that I think is is really skilled, and that I think they're they're gonna make some noise. I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way about uh, Iowa after they, uh, I mean, or not Iowa. I'm sorry, Illinois, Illinois after they just beat down on Michigan. It's like a twenty point win player, without Ao Desanu. <laughs> I mean, Kofi Cockburn looked like a stud against us. He completely shut down Hunter Dickinson. He was running the floor like a, like no seven foot big man should be able to do. Yeah, the way he gets back like in transition for his size is crazy. Like that's that's something that's huge. Uh, Illinois probably takes for granted, but like the rest of college basketball, I'm sure the rest of college coaches are like, "Wow, I wish I had that a big man who gets back that quickly. Like he's ready to yeah, protect dude. the rim." NBA teams gotta love that. Yeah, he's got to be a major prospect for them. I think so. Anyone who needs a big, that's a that's a good direction to look. But if AO comes back, uh, Illinois got a real shot. They seriously do. It looks like they might even without him after they played Michigan. But I, as as far as longevity and winning games in a row, they're gonna need him mm-hmm. uh, because he's one of the best point guards in all of college basketball, if not the best. Um, Speaking of point guards and injuries. Connor Golevsky unfortunately just tore his MCL last night against uh, Creighton and their and s- Villanova senior night. Yeah, yeah, that's rough, man. So that's yeah, that's that hurts Villanova timing and yeah, it's on senior night team. too. Yeah, that's the worst. It's yeah, just, I'm it's, I'm interested. Uh, yeah, I'm also really interested in the Big Twelve. I feel like I talk about this all night, but yeah, yeah, Big Twelve is a real strong conference mm-hmm. this year. They're deep and like. They have really good teams at the top, even like yeah. it's not they're not just top heavy. Like they're they got teams all throughout the top twenty. They're like yeah, they're like top six teams <clears throat> are all very 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 strong. So I want to see who's who's gonna, you know, come out who's gonna be the best in March. Mm-hmm. In West Virginia tournament. solid. Baylor dominant. I was just Texas looking at them. Good. I actually have them on my screen right now. Their losses are like they they win the games they're supposed to win, and their losses are like they're not bad losses. It's to Baylor probably Gonzaga. Kansas, Texas, they lost to Florida, which you could maybe argue, uh, Oklahoma, and Baylor. I mean, they're all good, all ranked teams except Florida. Yeah, they shouldn't have lost to Florida, but they just, they everyone's allowed a fluke game. Uh, they definitely are nice. I mean, it's no, it's clear that we're excited for March. I mean, as soon as the clock, as soon as the calendar has a three at the beginning of it, I start to get hype because yeah. it's time for March Madness. But as far as this weekend, before we get into all star stuff. Quick little golf recap. Our boy Colin Morikawa becomes the second player under 25 to win both a major and a world golf championship. That's big news. Do you know uh, what company he's in? There's only one other player to do that? I bet you know. I bet I know. I bet bet all of us probably know. I have a guess, but I'm going to let you say it. It is the one and only Tiger Woods. Tigre. Guy who uh, everyone was paying their respects to on Sunday, which was Real, oh, that was real good to see. That was mm-hmm. awesome to see, man. Yeah, I mean, I wanted it made me want to go out and golf and put on a red shirt. <laughs> I mean, that's for sure. I was I was happy to see Colin. I mean, Victor Hovland was dang close. Yeah, it was a good. It was another uh, a good weekend of golf. It was very entertaining and and a bunch of young guys going off. Yeah, and Colin has a real chance to be dominant. I think in this in this sport, um, he's one that's. I was looking at his like. His win percentage is crazy for the ones that he's in. Like, he doesn't consistently get, like, top tens and top fives, but then, like, he'll just tear off, like, three wins in, like, you know, to a two-month span. Like, he'll right. just go crazy. So he's, he's doing well, that's for sure, and only 24 years old. The thing about golf, too, is when you get hot, 
it really it really helps like going into the next weekend as far as confidence and stuff. Like if mm-hmm. someone plays good in the last tournament, it's usually a safe bet they're going to play good golf again the next weekend. But as far as this Arnold Palmer Im- Invitational is going that started today, that's this weekend, Rory and Bryson, two dudes who maybe didn't do as good as they wanted to uh, last weekend, started off hot. Mm-hmm. Rory's, Rory's six under. First, yep. And then Bryson's five under, but Rory's tied with uh, a no-name, right? We don't even know this guy. He's Canadian. Yeah. It's uh, Corey Connors. I yeah. Think. Corey Connors. Um, but yeah. I know nothing about him. I, I don't either. Good, it does seem good like for him. 60th in the PGA <laughs> yeah. Tour. The field is a little like more slim, not as many names as we saw last week, but that's kind of because the players' tournament is next weekend, so right. they're probably resting up for that. But Bryson and and Rory are getting. I mean, there's some, some there's some big names. Off. It's just the first day, so like I think like you said earlier, if you're under par after the first day in a golf tournament, that's usually good mojo going into the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta salvage that first day, get out of it with. A solid score and then go on from there because anything can happen over the next three days so <laughs> the, <laughs> so the thing about alive. golf which i kind of realized uh today is i i just have so much respect for the game that there's really like if whoever's at the top i'm like man good for you like that's awesome yeah. except there's only one guy and there's one guy only that <laughs> i'm just like i hope you do terrible every time yes i'm uh, rooting for this I guy know. to chunk yeah. it every single time are. yeah it's probably Probably because during football season, this guy would bark in our face. And that's Patrick Reed. That is Patrick Reed. Patrick the, Reed. The bulldog himself. He's a stealer. He steals wallets. I mean, we might have mentioned him every single week when we mentioned golf, but we are not afraid to say that we root he against lives, him. Call me a hater. He lives I, maybe, I am. No, yeah, I am too. I root against him more than I do for most guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every time he's on the screen, I'm like, mess up. Mess up. <laughs> chunk it. Chunk it. <laughs> That's all I care about. But it, respect to him as far as his golf game goes because he's, he's been playing pretty solid. Yeah, he's he's a good player. He is plus one, though, after today, so that was kind of nice. Oh, good. Screw you. Get wrecked. <laughs> Get wrecked. It's literally dog water. <laughs> dog water? All right, but as far as next weekend, it's probably the biggest tournament in a while with the Players Tournament uh, at TPC Sawgrass, which is, like, absolutely legendary course, 17th par three, absolutely legendary hole. I don't think I'd put it on the green. Absolutely not. I think you give me five tries well, and I wouldn't kinda, be on the green. You think about it; it's kind of similar to Indian Pines, the third hole, right? And we we okay. I've hit the green once there. After I've like, gotten lucky the past couple times, but I never know what club to hit. Yeah. No, I <laughs> yeah, it's either short or long. Yeah, every time. Same. It's the same problem, but that's not that's the first of many problems in my golf game. But I'm assuming <laughs> that next weekend it'll be pretty much like a full field, like everyone we're used to seeing, all the names that we all know and love. Uh, you guys have any little too early picks, week too early picks for that one? I mean, you know I do. I'm going to keep saying it till he wins. Vic? Victor Hovland. He's playing well again. I called it last too. weekend. He didn't win. I was wrong. But he's right now number two in the FedEx Cup rankings, right behind Patrick Cantlay, which is pretty much a reflection of his finishing spot in all these tournaments so far this season. He's been top 10 a lot. I'm going to go ahead and make a sweeping declaration. Okay. Finau's doing it. He's finally going to crack it. and, and it's, You don't think he's going to choke? No. he's he's Well, okay. I, I know he's a top five guarantee. <laughs> yeah, you know he'll be close. That's not even like – I don't even have to think about that. He's going he's gonna to go to a playoff against somebody, and he's going to win. That's going to happen. It's going to be Tony Finau. I mean, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I always root for Tony, especially because I've heard that his swing kind of looks like mine. Huh. Well – from who's told you that? <laughs> Zach. He said that oh, because okay. I, I, 
my shoulder's tight, so I don't do like a full backswing. And I noticed that Tony also, it almost looks like, I mean, he obviously does it way better than I do, no kidding, but he does like a half backswing, but it's all about how he follows through with so much force that he's still driving at 300 yards with like not even a full swing. I mean, I, my, mine doesn't exactly work like that, but as far as the mechanics. I would say I swing like Rory kind of. Uh, or Bryson. You ever heard of this yeah. Tiger Woods guy? <laughs> yeah, Swing like Tiger? <laughs> I wish. Yeah. But we're about to go into some – wait, no. Uh, before we do the commercial, NFL talk. Yeah, we'll we do got, it real quick. We got time. We got time. Yeah, it's just a little, little – It's not like there's that it. much news, but stuff is still happening. Like, Speculation. Yeah, and I love this time of year in the NFL because that's when guys are getting moved around, guys are getting cut, they're getting signed. The biggest news definitely in the past week is J.J. Watt is now a cardinal. Wait, who's the source on that? Source him. Himself. Oh. <laughs> which I love also. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I, I like that decision for him. I think that's a good team and could maybe take the Cardinals to the next level, possibly. They, yeah, they're, I mean, their defense was very clear, the, the thing holding them back. So yeah. Him and Chandler Jones there now, that's going to be tough it's for anyone bigger. in their division. Poor Stafford is still about to get hit a bunch. Yeah. He thought he was going to be fine. He Good thought. thing his O-line's <laughs> a little better now. Yeah, but they Let's we weren't dealing with guys stuff. like J.J. Watt. Yeah, now it's J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones. Aaron Donald. Oh, no, he's uh, not going to – Stafford won't. Go, Stafford won't have to, but Russell Wilson will have <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, Russell's going to have to go against all of them. Yeah, he didn't like getting hit last year. He's really not going to like getting hit this year. I'd want to leave too if I was him. Yeah, unless, of course, he goes to one of his uh, other options. Here's what's confusing to me is – as far as offensive talent, they've got it on the Seahawks. Isn't their o- their O line is not great, right? Yeah. But as far as like the skill positions, like with DK Lockett, I mean, Chris uh, Carson. yeah, Chris Carson, they've got they've got the guys to drop points, and that was mm-hmm. kind of their thing the whole year. Is like they could score, but on defense, they just get torn apart. Well, they like it's kind of funny. They like flipped the script though midseason. Like the first. Half of the year they were just outscoring everybody, but like maybe losing games because they would give up like forty points or whatever. And then the second half of the year, their defense played really well, and they couldn't and score. Their offense was just like yeah stagnant. And yeah. they fired uh, their OC, OC. right because like they're they were just running like the same plays over and over. Is what it was, right? That's yeah, it's they're at a dangerous point right now where it's like they could either tank ha- or get better. Yeah, and it's like you have this this. Uh, turmoil within the organization where it's like everyone's a little bit on their toes right now mm-hmm. and that's a that's i mean that's a place you don't really want to be yeah. yeah when the when the organization is like not happy with their franchise super bowl winning quarterback because he went out and saying he's not happy yeah with him, well then you have these kinda... like it feels like half the guys are mad at russell wilson and the other half are like well, don't get rid of Russell Wilson. If you're going to get rid of somebody, get rid of Pete Carroll. Yeah, it's like that, those, are your, those are your two lead guys. I but mean, you think Pete's the problem? I mean, he's had some major success the past, like, 10 years. I feel like he didn't call the plays. So he also not. just resigned. And I found out this tidbit. Not only is he the head coach, he's also vice president of operations. So he uh, has a say in the, he's the whole technically, team. Yes, he's technically higher up than the GM. He has more say than the GM. Which makes sense. I mean, he's he's done a lot for that franchise. Agreed. Uh, it just makes that kind of sticky, like, about what to do. It, it could cause more ter- more turmoil if they don't handle the situation right. I don't know what that is, but they got to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> There's no question. Um, do you, So you, do you guys think he leaves? I mean, you, right now you got guys tweeting at Russell Wilson, 
other players talking about they wanted to come play with them. I mean, after all this, you think he could stay? Yeah. He could. I mean, he he loves Seattle. That's what I thought. Yeah. I th- I think him leaving is still a long shot, honestly. I think he's it's it's just rumors and, you know, us speculating, but uh yeah, I think he most likely stays in Seattle at least for this season. See yeah. where it goes from there. I definitely agree. And someone else that's staying um that took a massive pay cut to stay, probably deservingly so, Big Ben. Big Ben, big pay cut. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, facts. Big Ben it cut his contract. I guess it's yet to be determined. I can't find anywhere what the actual numbers were on it, but we're assuming it's cut in half at least, right? Yeah, he was they were going to take such a massive cap hit from him and and that was I think uh, mutually beneficial. Well, maybe not for Ben. He probably would have liked to take that like forty million or yeah. whatever it was. But you know, if he wants to win still, like if he wants to play and compete and have the Steelers still be good, then he probably needs to take less money so they can, you know, invest that into some other players. And that that's been the trend this off season. Is yes, is, I was about to say that. Yeah, players taking pay cuts, uh, teams cutting guys because. The free agent market this year is, is nice. It's yeah, there's so many big name guys yeah. in mm-hmm. in every position. It feels like it's going to be a lot of movement. That these teams they they they're trying to scrap together some money to pay these free agents and get them on their team, which I don't I don't blame them. Yeah. Drew Brees took a pay cut to get. I mean, any guy that's successful on a franchise would would who pretty much has a spot saved would would be dumb not to take a yep. pay cut to get these other guys around him to help him succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's these teams that want to keep these guys because they're like star players. And it it comes down to whether or not they want the money themselves or if they're trying to disperse it. Because, I mean, this is kind of out of Tom Brady's playbook. I feel like he's one of the first. And it proved that this year that's a good strategy to save some money, sign for less, so that they can disperse that money to better guys in better positions, help out on both sides of the ball. I mean – they, uh, Tom Brady was talking about the other day how he thinks Mahomes, um, if he is trying to be one of the goats, which he said he could definitely surpass Tom's legacy. He said that Mahomes could surpass his own mm-hmm. legacy. And the way he's going to do it is he's going to have to take a pay cut so they can pay guys and get better guys around him. Yeah, because that 500 mil like long term, it's not going to it's going to end up eating away at the chiefs. Like once Kelsey gets older and, and Tyreek like, well, I guess Tyreek's pretty young still, but Kelsey himself is like 32 or so. So like, you know, once some of their more established guys start to get older and they'll have to start getting some new talent. Uh, yeah. It's like, do you want to have, have to take a little off? Do you want a percentage of a major league baseball team or do you want to win a super bowl? Yeah. I mean, I think he's young though. He deserved to be paid what he got paid. But, yeah. yeah, his next deal, you'd think – that's definitely the trend. I agree, Tucker, that that's definitely what people are starting to do in the league. And, of course, uh, teams can start talking to these free agents. I believe it's, like, March 17th, so that's right around the corner. Um, so hopefully we'll get some news about that coming up. But I'm excited to hear where everyone's going. I am too. I am too. Well, we're going to go into a quick commercial break, um, and then we're going to break down everything going around the All-Star game that's happening this weekend. The guys just drafted teams today. We're going to break it down, and we will catch you all in a few. You're listening to League Talk on 91.1 WEGL. See you in a bit. All right, we back. We back, we back, we back. We back. So teams are now drafted. It happened about uh, like an hour and a half ago, a little over an hour. Yeah, it pretty much started like I think we expected. I didn't know if LeBron really was going to get Giannis. It's kind of hard to figure out who has beef with who in the NBA, but I feel like a lot of their guys kind of swallow the pride for the all-star game, but it's all fun in the end. Right. They realize that. And Giannis, 
I think we no question was going to go first. Yeah, I mean, as a guy that ha- he was a captain last year, two time MVP the last two years, so it's right. Yeah, like why would you not? Plus, he's fun to play with. Uh, for guys that are used to getting sauced by him, to have on your team for once is that's got to be so fun. Yeah, that's got to be so because they're so miserable playing against him. But that's the case with a lot of these guys. I mean, quick breakdown. LeBron got Giannis, Steph, Luka, Jokic, Jalen Brown, Paul George, Dame, Chris Paul, Sabonis, Ben Simmons, and then Rudy Gobert was the last pick Yeah, in the whole and thing. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell was uh, second. Yeah, they were the last two. The two guys on the best team in the league. Yep. Does that make much sense? Everyone, I guess, is mad at the Jazz for Donovan Mitchell overreacting last night, I guess. I don't know. What yeah, did, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, they're salty that the Jazz are good. I, I can't. I, don't know, I can't they, put my finger on it. If I was Donovan, I would be so mad after last night, though. Yeah. What he always, everything he said was right. No, I know it's he becoming was, a problem. He, right. he, he definitely got uh, carried away. I think in the moment of getting himself ejected in OT. Yeah, but um, he was still right about what he said. Dude, he so. shot a bad percentage. Mm-hmm. Real he bad. shot like 12 a 12 to 34 or something. I think Ben Simmons was giving him fits. It might be. It's, and it's Ben a weird Simmons. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but that dude can play defense. I mean, he. I think he was getting upset. I mean, you can't blame him, but they needed Donovan in OT. He was 12 of 34 from the field. It's like 30 less than less than 35 percent. Uh, KD with kind of no surprise took uh, Kyrie, his teammate. Yeah. Which I mean. We knew LeBron wasn't going to take him. I get it. Yeah, he definitely wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's your teammate. You can't. I feel like if that was me picking, you can't not pick your teammate if he he's that good. He also got Harden too off the first. bench. First, so yeah, he got the. He got his boys. Harden off the bench is crazy. And Durant, it's it was kind of a like weird concept. I kept having to re- remind myself. Oh yeah, he's not playing. Like he's drafting, but he's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll fly through that team real quick. The starters for Durant are. Kyrie, uh, Embiid, Kawhi, Bradley Beal, and Jason Tatum, which, by the way, I'm so happy Tatum is a starter. Happy belated birthday. His birthday was yesterday. (laughs) And then (laughs) the bench guys are Harden, uh, Devin Booker, Zion, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Vooch, and then uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, I think he took – was Zion his – no, he took Harden first in the the reserves round and then Zion second. They're Booker, then Zion. Right, right, Booker, then Zion. I mean, yeah, when you look at the the starting lineups, Team LeBron, because it includes LeBron, and because Team Durant is not going to have KD since he's hurt, even though he did pick the teams, it looks as if Team LeBron has the edge. See, the thing I In the starting lineups. Oh, definitely. In the starting lineups. But you look at the rest of the team, and it's a different story. I feel like – KD's team has more depth, more guys. Not, I mean, I say depth. They're all all stars, right? But uh, the guys off the bench, I feel like are are maybe a little bit more skilled. I don't take offense, Jalen Brown. Even though you're on Team LeBron, I still love you. Well, you got a lot more guards in general, so you got like that kind of versatile backcourt. Whereas LeBron's team is like they're pretty big, like <laughs> mm-hmm. LeBron himself, and then Giannis, uh, Jokic. He's got Gobert, three, yeah, Paul three, four, three foreign big men mm-hmm. on LeBron's team. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they got some big men. I just thought it was hilarious, too. There's, like, a couple guys left, and LeBron's like, all right, time for – I think we need some size. Team's looking a little small. I think we need to draft some size. And We're all saying, go Bear. He's getting go Bear. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, Rudy, I guess. Uh, then he goes – 
Sabonis. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, yeah, he's like six eleven. Yeah, he's but way Ru- taller than me. But like, uh, like Charles Barkley said, Rudy's about seven five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might not be seven foot five, but not he's to mention, huge. He's a two time defense player of the year. Yeah, so. when you're talking about size, that's the biggest dude in the whole thing. Yeah. It's like the best option at the five. But I don't think anyone really likes Rudy. I don't think I think that this has made it official and clear. I don't think anyone likes Rudy. Well, they're probably it, just mad he blocks their shot all the time. I guess. So. I bet. It kind of feels like they like maybe the COVID stuff too, where he's touching all the mics, being a real <laughs> touching all. He's like, oh yeah, well I can't spread it. In retrospect, that's one of the dumbest things that happened the entire COVID quarantine period. Was the beginning of it where he's like, "Oh, I'm not worried about it." He tried to meme it. Yeah, he's he, memeing he, it. He became a meme. Yeah, and then he's, he's the like, one that never become a meme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's the first guy to get COVID. I mean, he's got a history of crying because he didn't make the All Star team. Like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Who do y'all like? You said KD's team, Tucker. I I think I like KD's team. I think LeBron's team is gonna win. I think it depends how many how much they sub because if it's starting lineups, I feel like LeBron's got the edge. But I completely agree that the depth of Team Durant with Harden off the bench, Booker off the bench, you know, Zion could be a guy that seriously comes out here and just they love to dunk and do highlight plays. They might be throwing him lobs the whole time. Kawhi, who was the MVP last year on KD's team. 100%. And he he can handle LeBron, no doubt. He's proved it. uh, Yeah. I think – I know it's just the All-Star game and it's like, you know, it doesn't really matter or whatever, but I do think AD not being on KD's team – Kinda hurts them because they don't really have an answer for Giannis, the KD's team. Not really, but do you so think like, Gian- I mean, Giannis might just take a back seat though and let LeBron and like some of the other guys like Jokic and Luca like kind of take over. I mean, so what are they we'll gonna see. do? Is it Steph, Steph at the one or Luca at the one? Whoever at the one. It's they're. It just literally doesn't play. matter. Yeah, they're just like. gonna play. <laughs> it's, they're, I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be pickup, which makes it the most fun to watch. And they're doing the Kobe. The Kobe scoring method again, where once they reach a certain amount of time left, I think two minutes. The team who's winning, you add 24 to their score. And then they play to that number. And then, yeah, that's the target score. Which has last year made it the most exciting event, All-Star Weekend I've seen in a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. they played. They, they played hard. Yeah, like, it motivates them to actually try on both sides of the mm-hmm. ball. Because you don't want to get blown out at that. Because, like, if the one team is up 30 points and then they have to add 24, it's like, oh, we're just dragging this thing out. <laughs> You kind of want it to be a little competitive then if we're if we're going to a target number, but yeah, you do. Yeah, I think it definitely helps uh, incentivize them to play a little harder than we're used to seeing. What did you say the over? You said it's like three, it's like three ten, which is I think three hundred and ten. But I think that's like kind of like historically low for the All Star game because really? last last year it was low. Wasn't last year like one forties? Yeah, and they normally don't they score like. 160, yeah, like, like one, uh, 170. Yeah. Like. I just, the score looks really weird in the All-Star I th- game. I think that is, t- like, technically a low over for the All-Star game. I'd yeah. still, yeah, I'd like the over for sure. I mean, it's an All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, and because th- we always just think no defense, but I guess, I don't know, new style of play, it might, it could be different. Well, it's still, still new, relatively. Yeah, still new, I agree. And so, yeah, uh, and they're they're doing all the events in one night too, which it's going to be an action-packed night. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting off with the skills contest, which there's some there's some. I mean, I don't know who's supposed to win this. I mean, it's a uh, yeah. So we got Robert Covington, Luca, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, Sabonis, and uh, Vucevic. Yeah, I mean, my gut is telling me Chris Paul, but the floor general. Yeah, I mean, he has had a heck of a year. He's made this Suns team. 
They've taken them from an average team to one of the best in the best conference. And it's no secret it's because of his passing ability, which is a big part of the skills challenge. I feel like with uh, the skills challenge, it's always like it is kind of who you most medium suspect. Like so last year, say, I didn't really expect. Cove? Like, yeah, Cove I think is a great option. <laughs> or like Sabonis, like someone like more in the middle of where you'd put him. Like not maybe not last, but also not like the first guy you'd think of to win. But like Bam won last year, and I probably wouldn't have thought that he's going to take that. Hey, Julius Randle could do it. Exactly. I think Randle could. For do sure. y'all want to do predictions for the events now or, or do them at the end for locks of the week? Let's do them now. Let's yeah. Yeah. go ahead. And These we'll are our locks of the week are the yeah. three events. Because there's no NBA on after tonight, so we're just going to – our locks of the week are – In the All-Star, all the, which all-star it's the All-Star game. special. So it's All-Star, all-star special. Spectacular. This is like Waffle House. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah facts. Like Waffle House. Yes. I mean, it's, it's the All-Star special. And Waffle Home. Well, Excuse home. me. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. I I think uh, Luca could also very easily go out there and just not miss. So is that your pick? Is ever so you said? No, my pick is still Chris Paul. Yours is Chris Paul. My pick's Chris Paul. Tucker. I'm going with Sabonis, dude. Sabonis. I I believe in him. It's who yeah. I most medium suspect. You hit it right him. on the nose. Yeah, I was thinking him, but I'm going with Randall. That was my. It's pick. a good pick. Also, all yeah. of these are good picks. I, mean, I and I honestly think any of them can win. And watch Vooch, Vooch will win. Vooch has to be the least expected to win. Yeah, right? I would say so. Just because he's a center. Yeah, yeah, his speed. Like he's got to run as fast. Because the way they do it, they run down the court with the passes and they make the shots on the way back. But none of us uh, said Cove, and I, I could see Cove for sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with Randall. That's what I'm sticking with. I like it. I like it. So how does it work? That's first. That's before. It could be either. Three-point is also before the game. Yeah, they could be in either either order. But I'm just going to say skills is first. That's then, what I would guess. And then three-point is after that. And in the three-point contest, you have Devin Booker, Steph Curry, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, <laughs> Zach Levine, and Donovan Mitchell. Uh. Are you saying Jalen then? Or I guess you got two dogs in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's my thing. I I was writing all this out before. I have a a Celtic winner and a non-Celtic winner. Um, I guess I, I, I'll put my lock of the week as my Celtic winner, I guess. But that's just a biased pick. Who do you think is a better shooter between the two? Statistically, Jalen Brown. More more of a spot-up guy. as Yeah. J- uh, Tatum's more of a create was, create his own shot yeah. That's what player. I, if I were picking one for like the three point contest, I would agree. I would yeah, Jalen, but like game on the line, who's gonna take the shot? It's Tatum. It's Tatum. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so I'll 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 say Jalen Brown for three point contest. But in my non biased pick, uh, without so the non Celtic pick, Zach Levine. Yeah, he sh- he shoots a real high three stole point my, percentage. He, stole my he does. I, he's my he's in the forties. He's a he's a great shooter. Yeah, that's Levine is mine because I was thinking the same thing. His three point shot and uh, shooting in general, but especially his three point his three pointer is like it's improved so much, like just drastically. I never ever would have thought he turned into the player that he has. Like I thought he was always just going to be a dunker. But he's really developed into just such a great player and shooter, and I think Levine's going to take it home. Yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, I mean, I have to support my guys, but yeah, if I, I if I, I didn't, that. it would be Zach Levine. So. I mean, if Colin Sexton was in it, I would pick Sexton. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you got me messed up, Tucker. You got me messed up. You really? Why? Why? You pick Tatum. I was thinking Tatum. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll be happy and, with that too. And I, mean, I could. I, I, I didn't actually. Slower. That's just what I'm thinking about. I didn't necessarily realize that uh, Brown is higher uh, statistics wise. I believe it. I mean, they can both shoot the lights out. But um, 
if I'm not going to say Steph, because Steph, he's won it mul- I think multiple times. And then D-Book D- 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 has won it also. Yeah. yeah. I could Either of them could do it. Um, they might not give put as much effort into it. Um, what maybe. if Donovan wins just because he's, like, so mad about all of this? <laughs> like yeah, just, it could be. It could be. Off. But I think Tatum <laughs> likes to show up in big moments. I think this is his first uh, – one of his first big moments of the All-Star Weekend, he might want to make a name. I like Tatum. Yeah. That's I'm, my dog. I'm kind of going with this most medium suspect thing because everyone could say, you know, Curry or, or Booker. I Those agree. are easy guys Those to say. Those two are the And they could definitely ones. win and we could be wrong. I mean, we're admitting that they could definitely just go. Yeah, off. I mean, they have to open up as a favorite to right. win. Yeah. Right. But, but who likes betting on favorites? Exactly. Let's make it interesting. <laughs> P- pick a little wild card in yeah, there. Let's get some plus odds in there. Yeah, I totally agree. A little sprinkle? Well, so that's right before tip-off. Yes. And then tip-off happens, and then at halftime we get the dunk contest. Which it's an interesting trio of players. Yeah, it's only three guys. This Everyone year. has bounce. That's not Confirmed. a question. But it is just like there's not a star player. Like if you're not a big NBA fan, a casual as some might say, uh, you might not know who these three guys are. But it's about time you do because these guys still fine. I think these guys are young. They're all young. <laughs> you got Anthony Simons who's – Literally like twenty. Mm-hmm. Came out of high school. I came out. He didn't go to college. He went to, from IMG straight to the league. Backs and up Dame. And backs Portland. up Dame. And he's killing. I mean, he's got super bounce in high school. Dunking on everybody. These are three dudes that just dunked on everyone in high school. And yeah. if they played college there too, but Cassius Stanley, who has the highest dunk rating in two K over all of them. Really? Yeah, he's ninety one dunk rating. Interesting. Uh, Obi's in ninety. Simon's eighty nine. Um. But I don't want to say that's why I'm thinking Cassius Stanley wins, but I like Cassius. I like Cassius. I'm, I'm going to back you. I, I, I picked Cassius, too, because oh I remember no. when he got to Duke and they were showing, like, videos of him in practice. It's and like, he, oh, my God. He's, like, staring straight down at the rim. Like, yeah. his, his like torso is above the rim. Yeah. So does this mean he's gonna lose? Because I I also pick cash. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gonna lose. Oh Dang. no! All right, yeah. you know he's gonna lose too. It's it's probably Obi Toppin. Yeah, because he's I, I haven't heard anything about Obi the entire year. No, and he's not playing like that. But it's he no secret. Dunk. Yeah, he can. Oh, he can dunk. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he can. He can. He can dunk. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he can get up there. <laughs> he in college, he was number one highlight on Sports Center. Probably more times than not yeah, last every week. Yeah, he was all over the place. And he's more of a two-foot jumper, which I feel like these dunk contests are starting to favor the one-foot guys. I mean, you got, like, Levine. I think we'll see a two-foot dunk from Simons. I think you we'll probably see. will. I, think we'll see. I mean, he can jump out the gym, too. Yeah, all of them can. I, I'm kind of interested in this dunk contest because these aren't aren't big-name guys. So It's a chance to see which, some kind of different players. Like, you know, But would you – since it's kind of like a – Guys, you wouldn't really expect, I guess. What, is it is it a weak dunk contest this year? No, we'll wait and because see these what are the guys. Are like. But <laughs> think about: is there other guys that you wish you could see? Like, yes, Levine has always been great, fun to watch. Zion, D- yeah. Well, everyone. See, Zion. <laughs> I thought yeah. Zion was Zion was supposed to be the fourth. I think that's why there's three. I think they had. Oh, here we go. You are listening to W. No, you're, no not. you're not. You're listening to League Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zion was supposed to be the fourth guy. He said he didn't want to do it. Um, I don't know why, because he would definitely He's probably going to be tired. He's playing. This oh, is at yeah. halftime. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. These other dudes are not even playing. Yeah. That's the, this is the only event where there's no All-Stars in it besides. Uh, anyone surprised to see no Aaron Gordon? <laughs> no. He said he was not done. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, know. I, I wouldn't blame him, man. I wouldn't give him the satisfaction if I've been robbed. Yeah. 
I wouldn't even maybe respond. twice. You could argue he, twice. He should have two trophies, probably. If I was him and they emailed me, maybe. invited me to it, they're not. The NBA is like silver. Is he's not getting an email back? Left on yeah. red. <laughs> Left on red. I'm gonna I'm gonna say open. block. Oh, missed call from Adam Silver. Yeah, let me just delete that number. Don't yeah. care. I don't care. <laughs> I literally don't care. <laughs> I don't blame him though. Like it's crazy. He got snubbed, and that's completely D Wade's fault. I'm hoping that the judges get their stuff right because there doesn't. I don't think there needs to be as many tens on dunks as there has been. Why is Derek Jones Jr. not trying to defend his trophy? That's also a good point because he's not playing in the game. So is he healthy? I don't. That's th- what he's I'm not. No, at he's not. So I don't think so. You don't? I thought. I mean, maybe. I don't. Th- pretty sure last time I watched the Blazers, he played. But last night, did he play? I'll look. That's a good question. Let's find out. I mean, he. I mean, yeah, there's obviously guys we wish were in it, but I also definitely appreciate and support getting these lower-named guys who are crazy dunkers, and that's, I mean, that's pretty much all Obi does. It's pretty much, honestly, Cassius Stanley, he hasn't been shooting so well for the Pacers, but he can dunk that thing for sure. Simon's more of an all-around guy, but also can do it for sure. I like that they're bringing in younger guys, maybe are less well-known, and really give them an opportunity to make a name for themselves. Yeah, I mean, he played. He's playing. So, so we all pick Cassius. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Ouch, I'm kind of scared now. Well, I was glad that uh, we kind of naturally picked different ones on the, fir- on yeah. the first two. <laughs> we, we didn't discuss this at all yeah. before this. The no. Disclaimer. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see. What ha- it could be anybody for any of these. That's confirmed. But as far as now, we're in the All-Star weekend. It's the midpoint of the NBA season, I'd say it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. They yeah. pretty much regard it as a midpoint. Yes. So that means it's time for... League Talk Midseason Awards. Dun, dun, dun. Let's do it. Let's, let's go. do it. Uh, let's start with the MVP, the big one. It's a big one, man. It uh, was Giannis each of the last two years. Not this year. I don't right think now. this year. Not right now. Yeah, unless he really turns up, it's probably not going to be him this year. And, uh, you know, this could possibly change. Like, the way it looks right now, there's time for this to change. And I think it's because the guys are close. Like, there's no clear MVP. Like, this time last year, I think we kind of thought Giannis or LeBron last year. And LeBron is still a factor this year, definitely, for uh, MVP. He's a factor every year. Um, Yeah, yeah. He pretty much gets the benefit of the doubt, I would say. But other, other guys, too, this year. I mean, my pick for MVP is Embiid. And He's really gone, I think, to the next level this year, and now they're starting to win games also. Um, he, The way he just drops 40 and 15 and kind of just does it all, I've really enjoyed watching his game this year. I mean, they're, he's got more space now with the addition of Seth Curry because it seemed last year there was no space because with Ben Simmons having no shooting ability, he wasn't really getting the space he needs in the post. So now if you just put Seth Curry on the same side as Embiid, and give Embiid the ball in the post, the guy on Seth cannot sit because he's a 50% three-point shooter. 50. Yeah. He And I think that's kind of made it easier for him to get more points. Yeah. And if they can keep winning. He's added a lot of new moves, too, like outside of the paint. Like step backs. Yeah. He has like, no business like doing like a step like back. Like Tatum. Like he has like the sidestep. Yeah. And the, it's, it's crazy. He for has no business. Seven one to be able to do it and make it look that smooth. Makes no sense. I think Embiid is a great pick for MVP, and I think it's very, very, very possible that he takes it home. Uh, I I kind of am leaning. I'm, I'm Are you going with your heart here, or are you going with your your mind? Because I think I know where your heart is. I think lies. I know what you want to say. And well, I don't hate it. No. Which one are you thinking? 
Cause I got, you about to say the Joker? I mean, yeah, he's definitely – he has the numbers for it. 100%. And he's also playing the best basketball the, the of his career. The Nuggets need to start winning more. And, and the other one I was thinking was Luka, but they also need to start winning more. So that's kind of a factor. It's maybe why I think they won't win. But both of their numbers are like MVP caliber. So. 100%. There's yeah. no so doubt. So you got to pick make, one. If I make a definitive decision there, I'm going to say Jokic. Like, oh, yeah. seriously, like he's got 27.3 points per game, 8.6 assists, 11 rebounds. That's and, insane. And, you know, he's uh, he's top five in steals. Which is big deal because he gets a lot of flack for not being much of a defender. Because mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not like an interior force like some of the other guys like – Capella or Gobert or Embiid, but like you know, he's he still makes a difference on that side of the ball still. So I don't know. I like Jokic. I hope that I would be so hype if he won it. But they'd have I to put together Embi- some wins, yeah, and they easily could. I do think Embiid, them being the first seed in the East, I think he's got a really really good chance to do it. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Jokic. Yeah, it pains me as a Celtic fan. I hate the 76ers, but I'm I'm picking Embiid as the the MVP right now. I mean it's. Like like I said with Alabama, you got to give credit where it's due, and yeah. he's hooping. So mm-hmm. he is hooping. I'll go with Embiid. I mean, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be dependent on how the second half of the season turns out, obviously. Because if you ask me, there are certain guys that maybe their teams aren't winning as much, but they're just carrying. They're just absolutely carrying. Steph Curry is carrying the Warriors. He's not putting up the numbers that he had like in his MVP seasons, his unanimous year and stuff. He's carrying the Warriors. Another guy. That I heard Charles Barkley mention earlier, um, that I I hadn't even really given him much thought until he said it. But his impact on the team, the way he's turned it around, I mentioned it earlier. Chris Paul, mm-hmm. uh, maybe his numbers are not as good as Embiid's, but as far as making an impact on his team, he has completely changed the way this Suns team operates. They're two yeah. seed in the West right now. They're winning stinking games, and they win when with Booker out. They still won. Like they, he 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 can make it happen it seems with any team after seeing what he did with the thunder a bunch of scrubs yeah going to the playoffs yeah he's he's makes any team better that's for sure it's play style and his leadership like there's just so many factors that he brings in and plus he brings in experience right to that that team that's so young the highest basketball iq probably in the league yeah the the way he operates pick and rolls and Mm -hmm. just breaks down a defense whether it's man whether it's zone doesn't even matter he knows what to do which, I mean, I'm a fan of his for sure, but so defensive player of the year. Yeah. What uh, do you think? It's kind of a kind of a weird one. It is a weird one, and this is the one I, I'll say I took the longest to pick. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I don't want to give it to, like, a big-name guy, I feel like. Uh, looking at it, uh, Gobert is second in the league in blocks and rebounds, so that's a guy that – very yeah, well could get it. I mean, it. every year he's got to be up in the conversation for defense player of the year. However, I'm not going to. I'm going to give it to Clint Capella, defensive oh, player of the year. Third in blocks with 2.2. Leads the league in rebounds with, it's like 13 or 14. Let me look. 14 rebounds a game. So two, 2.2 blocks, 14 rebounds a game, and .8 steals. Like, that's a he's a, he's a problem in the paint. He is certainly a problem. And it's weird that this Hawks team is struggling. Like, they just fired Lloyd Pierce, their head coach. I mean, I don't think Clint has been 100% healthy. But when he is, I mean, that team is – that's exactly what Trey Young needs. Like, they could easily go on a run. And if he's healthy, I mean, 
him and Trey Young pick and roll with some of the other guys that they have that have blossomed as role players. Huerta. Kevin Hoido. Hoido. <laughs> and uh, what's his stinking name from Virginia? It's a big dude from DeAndre Hunter. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Hunter is like the second highest scorer on the team, third highest. Yeah. With, with Capella, they're going to be nasty. Maybe not this year, but definitely soon. Capella makes such an impact on the game. Yeah, he's you know, I, another reason that I picked Capella is he just messes up Boston every time we play them. <laughs> <laughs> he is he's quite the interior force. He's That's why I still don't understand what the Rockets are thinking. Um, getting rid of him to go for small ball, I think they'll regret that long term. But you know, it is what it is. Can't take it back. <laughs> what do you think, Shoop? Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, I think Gobert is a very, very possible option um i don't know i kind of it's it's kind of tough because you got to consider like rebounds too so like the guys who get tons of boards are, are up towards the top but then like there's blocks and steals uh i don't i don't know i i was kind of thinking maybe ben simmons could be in that conversation this year just based off his steals and he gets uh around eight rebounds per game and blocks only around one. So it's maybe not as likely. But well, that's who I was going to say. It was Ben Simmons. He currently leads the league in steals. Yeah. And yeah. after watching him give Donovan Mitchell the – I said fits earlier. I'm trying to think of a better word. But he made Donovan Mitchell just take bad shots. He pissed him off. He had him frustrated the whole game. It's crazy, too, because when you're that big – like, what is he, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, He's 6'10", I think. Oh, my God, that makes it even more of a problem because he's so fast. Mm-hmm. He's so fast, and he's got the longest wingspan that you can't really beat him off the dribble, and you don't want to go against him in the paint either because he's yeah. big body. And with that speed and that combination of length and quickness, I mean, he, he – just makes you work way harder on offense. Yeah. The, I mean, he – and he's been doing that to everybody, not just Mitchell. I mean, he's maybe one of the last people I'd want to guard me besides, like, what, Giannis, LeBron, Ka- Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought about doing MB- or Simmons, but the 76ers already got one pick on me. They're not getting another one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a, I think defense player of the year is one of the harder ones to pick on these the awards. Yeah, but, it is. It could just go to Gobert. Yeah, it could easily. Who leads the league in blocks a game. Mm-hmm. It could definitely just go there. He's got – he might – does he lead in rebounds also? He's uh, – second or third behind Drummond but Drummond's not playing so second and Drummond's third in steals too for the games he's played yeah so if Drummond gets back on the court he might be able to do it but what do you think happens there what's nothing's happened still don't know that's what in the NBA there's so many rumors a ton more came out today like with Jeremy Grant and with uh Vucevic and with all these other guys um Pistons have no business trading (laughs) Jeremy Grant I don't know where those came from Tucker, I know you'd like if he went there. I don't think you need him. Maybe. I, I don't think. Yeah, you need I don't feel like I'd really. Want, I don't. The Celtics I don't need want a five. him. I guess they need a. They need an interior guy. I think. Yeah. He's not. Like, he plays the same position as Tatum, and that's not a position that 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 role is filled. Maybe that's someone we would use right now because Smart's out. But when Smart comes back, nah. But then Jalen Brown, I guess you could go. Brown at the two, Grant or, or Tatum at the three, and then the other one at the four. But, yeah, I don't think that's the vision you need. You guys need a big. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think the Pistons should trade him. I mean, that would really kill me. That would kill my entire vibe. I mean, I'm trying to follow a team that's won nine games the whole season so far, and if we trade our best player for a bunch of fish and chips, I might. I would just call it for the year. <laughs> yeah. Maybe for a couple of years after that. I might yeah. Got but, 
getting ready yeah, for fan base. Yeah, getting a little sidetracked here. Let's let's reel it back in a little bit. Uh, the next pick I feel like is not hard at all. Nah, rookie of the year. It's got to be Lamelo. It's got to be Lamelo. Lamelo just he looks so comfortable on the court. He's playing like he's playing like a rookie of the year. And liter- the only other person I think that could be validated is Halliburton. And I think I said this already too, like a week or two ago. But it's gonna be Lamelo. He leads rookies in points, rebounds, and assists. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's gonna be. Oh Lamello. my gosh! It's not. It's not. Even than close. the bigs. That one's not even really worth talking about. We can move on to six. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's gonna like, be. Well, I'm surprised Anthony Edwards isn't in the conversation. It's because they lose so many games, and he's yeah, not necessarily a high percentage, but he's a walking highlight reel. He's and got he, balance. I'd love to see him in the dunk contest. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I'm I'm so confused. They get, yeah. They, you could have used a fourth. There's endless dudes. Yeah. Without Zion, I mean, there's endless guys that should be in it. Right? Yeah, but without spending much time, rookie of the year, m- midseason award, Lamelo Ball. Yeah, yeah, we can agree with that. Yeah. Six man. We might also be at agreeing on the six man too. I think so. Yeah, I think Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Jeez. Clarkson. He's. I mean, a, he's a bucket. But that one might not be close either. I I think if I mean as long as he just does as much as he's been doing or like he doesn't even have to exceed what he's been doing if he just continues to play solid off the bench like it's gonna be him i think easily i mean they're the number one team in the in 18 the points basketball. a game off the seat is mm-hmm. insane it can sometimes insane. explode for like 40 like that's kind of nice yeah uh, <laughs> he's, he's playing like vintage lou will <laughs> he's shooting 44.7 percent also like yeah. he's hooping yeah i think that one's gonna be clarkson i i don't think it uh i don't know if anyone's gonna be able to take that from him yeah, no. I pretty much agree. I pretty much agree. I honestly can't think of anybody else off the bench. There's really no notable guys. Like, Lou Will has not played his best basketball this year off the bench, even though his son is named Six. Uh, uh, eventually, that should be named the Lou Williams Six Man of the Year Award. I totally agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got a couple. Yeah. He's literally got, like, what, four? He took pride in winning that award. Yeah, I mean. Montrez, didn't Montrez win it last year? He yeah, over Lou Will. Lou Will was the number two. And he hasn't. I feel like he hadn't played a whole lot this year. I don't know. He shouldn't have left. He shouldn't have left. No, Clippers. that was kind of a whack move that's going weak. to your rival. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. I lost a lot of respect for him for that. But whatever. Most, whatever. M- most improved. Um, this one we might be a little s- spread out more. Yeah, I mean, my my pick is clear. It's In my mind, it's clear. Who is it? It's Jeremy Grant. Because yeah. of the transformation that he's made, points per game, Assists per game, rebounds per game, his role on the team, going from being a bench guy that maybe played 15 minutes a game, maybe 20 when they needed him, uh, averaging not even, like, I think he literally averaged like five points or six points a game for the Nuggets. And now, let me look up the stats, dude. I got to tell you the stats. It doesn't make numbers. Any, it doesn't make any sense. Crunch him. He has gone, now he's the leader of this Pistons team. Uh, terrible team, I know. We're terrible. But this year, he's averaging 23.5 points per game, 5.5 rebounds a game, 3 assists a game, um, which is crazy because last year he averaged okay, he averaged 12 points a game last year. So he's more than doubled his numbers and doubled his rebound stats, tripled his assist stats. You know, that's, that's pretty much what you look for in most improved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's, kind of, that's hard to beat there. I mean – you make a good argument too. That's, <laughs> I I, I kind of think it might be Julius Randle. Oh yeah, yeah. That's another guy I was thinking about. Yeah, I think he's made a big jump. He's almost like five points up from last year. Uh, and the, the percentages are all up a bunch. Field goal, 
three point is up like 15% and his free throw is up like 8%. Um, so he's shooting way better. His assists have gone up a little bit and his rebounds have gone up like two. I think, yeah, with the Knicks making the playoffs for the first time in like eight years, I think Randall's got a really good shot at it. Dude, hey, this next – wait, I'm, before we go to the next one, do you have one, Tucker? Do you yeah. like Randall? No. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I, it's a, a good pick. <laughs> Both of y'all have good picks. I, <laughs> uh, I, did, I guess I didn't really consider Jeremy Grant, but, yeah, that's a guy that I feel like his numbers are – Just bounced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Brown. I had to yeah. put a Celtic in there. No, yeah, dude. He's a first-time all-star. He's averaging four and a half more points a game, uh, more assists. He shoots 50% from the field. Yeah. It's uh, a guy that's very, very consistent and has, I mean, taken a big jump this year, especially with, you know, Kimba sometimes not playing, Marcus Smart being injured. He's a guy that's stepped up and taken a big role on this 100%. Celtics team. He's, the, he's like him and Tatum now, the one and two. That's back yeah, and forth, a, who's going to be the best player. It depends which night it is, but, yeah, 100%. The futures, yeah. Futures with both bright. of them. I don't think Zach Levine has it, like, as a hold to win it. But if I'm picking one that's like most improved, as in taking a step to a, stu- a superstar, that's if that was a thing, I would take Zach Levine on that because he did good last year. But he's like cemented himself, yeah. I think, as like a star, star of the league. Like he's very, very good. Most improved can be difficult because Jeremy Grant's probably benefiting from this too. Like Levine is when you're on a team that's just sucks, that's just terrible. You get to take so many shots, and Jeremy. Probably shouldn't be shooting as much as he is. Zach, I'm sure, would like to shoot less than he is. But both of those guys, when you're on a team that's not necessarily one of the best in the league, somebody has to do the shooting. Someone has to do the scoring. He's definitely benefited from that statistically. But, man, would I like to see some talent play with him in Chicago to give him a chance of actually making a run at something because mm-hmm. he – I, I think he's got to be a fan favorite. I love the guy. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's a kind of it's a weird award. Yeah, it's something that's kind of like there's really no telling who yeah. they're going to give it to because you yeah. could give it to Embiid. It, honestly, it varies yeah. a lot. It depends like what you're looking for in in the most improved. Is it like a guy who was okay and now he's like good, or a guy who was a bench player and now is a starter, or a guy who's a starter and now a star? Like it's kinda yeah, hard to figure a out. guy having an MVP season yeah. is. Uh, he improved a lot, I yeah. guess, if he's having an MVP season. Right, right? yeah, right? that's facts. If he wasn't last year. Yeah, so it's a – yeah, that's a weird that award. That one's kind of subjective, I, I suppose, depending on how you view it. All right, last but certainly not least, uh, no, Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. And there's there's options. There are definitely options. Um, and, and if you're looking at wins – and if if you think like basically for me when I look at this award it's the coach that's making the most impact on his team, uh, as far as like he might have not he might not have all the talent on the team but he's making it work more and more so and a coach that can kind of grow players and take them to the next level, Quinn Snyder on the Jazz yeah definitely uh, they for just sure they've really turned it up so far this year from last year they've really turned it up a notch after getting uh, the L. In the playoffs last year, to the Nuggets. Yeah, they blew a three-one lead. Yes, they're pissed. He's pissed, rightfully so. But he's been—they've been coming out hot. Their the way they pass the ball reminds me of like vintage Warriors. The way they move the ball so well, they're like all Spurs so unselfish. Kinda. Like vintage Spurs, even vintage Spurs. Like everyone, because everyone's a factor. Like it's good basketball. Everyone. Yeah, I so mine for this one is, uh, I guess not a. T- 
it, it's this is maybe another one of those awards that's like you could give it to the best team because that's led by the best coach. Right. I'm thinking Tom Thibodeau in New York. I was going to say that. I was because made the biggest like improvement. They like, I yeah. I just looked at it. They won 21 games all of last year, and they have 19 wins right now. That's yeah. that's two less, and we're halfway through the year. And the best defense in the NBA. Yeah. Number one ranks statistically the least points against or scored against them in the whole NBA, which is crazy. They're dude. over five. I mean, they're 19 and 18, but they're over 500. Yeah, we're talking about the this, Knicks. This is a team that's yeah. been terrible the last, like, five years. They're in the playoff like, race. Even longer, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just considering that jump that they took from last year this year is – I'm going to go with uh, – uh, Thibodeau in New York. It's a good option. I love him, man. He's I, a dog. Tucker, I don't think you're going to like this one, but Oof. I think it could easily be Doc Rivers just because the Sixers team has been waiting for a while. Like It's been it's the process. You know, they, they used to love to talk about that. You know, they don't hear it so much anymore, but they think it's done. They they have been waiting like to take the next step. Like It feels like they finally have the pieces that they need to not like just be so, I don't know, in despair yeah <laughs> um but the fact that they're the one seed and if they just keep that firepower going into the next half of the season i think doc could easily be up there and another one who could it's it's kind of like lebron of coach of the year pop pop yeah like i mean yeah. that team should not be in the playoffs and right now they're sitting at the sixth seed like and they probably will make the playoffs but like just looking at their team, like you wouldn't think that would be a playoff roster. No, but you know he can make something out of nothing mm-hmm. any year. Yeah, any year. It's we proved that since Duncan and Tony yeah. Parker left. And, and I think that it, it wasn't it just is them. like LeBron, kind of similarly to the MVP. It's like, I mean, yeah, he probably could win every year. Every because, year. Yeah, and he's won it a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely similar to LeBron. It's like you know, he's. It's not as much of a surprise because he's been doing it. And yeah. Yeah, I mean the Spurs. He's making something out of nothing over in San Antonio for sure. Yeah, it's coach of the year. Is all going back to what you said, Shoop, is I guess sometimes you'll you'll see like uh, a guy or I guess something with like the MVP where uh, the team's real successful and they have that one guy. Like I don't know why I, I can't think of uh, Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, with the from Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, like, he came from a- or he went to ATL. Yeah. No, he left from ATL to go yes. to the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. and when Giannis was winning his MVP, he won a coach of the year just because, I mean, Giannis was going off, and they were winning a bunch yeah. of games. Best so it's player bunch. on the best team, and they got the best coach. Like it just That's <laughs> something that I could see Doc Rivers winning because yeah. cause if, if, if Embiid wins win. the MVP and, and they, they the they're real record. successful, then yeah. yeah. But it could, it could definitely happen. It just depends on, again, how they view it. I like Tibbs, though. I think I, I like all of our picks. Big, big jump there. Yeah, I do like all of our picks. All of our picks you guys, on Coach of the Year are good. You guys have very eloquent reasonings also for why <laughs> you picked them. And I think we all – there's validity to every selection we've had so far. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all, actually – that's all. This, this is league talk. Too. This is we league know, talk. We know what we're talking about. We're not – Yeah. <laughs> we're here to talk about some leagues. We're not casuals. <laughs> yeah, we're not like the TNT crew. No. Facts. All right, man. Well, I think I think that's about it. Oh, dude, this has been so much fun. Yeah, this was a good one. We love the All Star Special. We um, appreciate you guys staying in t- staying tuned and listening to us. Yeah, I swear. Especially if you made it this far, we appreciate you. Uh, you're sure. listening to League Talk on ninety one point one WGL. Signing off. See ya. Peace out. Thanks for listening to League Talk. For more sports content, follow us on Twitter at League Talk underscore W-E-G-L, where we are happy to discuss the hottest takes in sports. 
If you ever miss a show, check out our previous episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Tune in next week, Thursday at 8, on Weagle 91.1 FM. This is League Talk, signing off.